0: I'm already getting drunk. This is wonderful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what time is it there? Because it's 9 in the morning right now for me.
0: Oh, it is 3.30. So.
1: <laughs> so it's a little yeah. bit early still to be drunk, okay. but hey.
0: It's, uh, it's 5 o'clock in, uh, in Egypt, let's say. Is it? I think. <laughs> I don't know. Are you sure? How about this? To counteract the wine I'm drinking, I'm going to have a sip of water.
1: Does that work when your first sip is after three glasses? <laughs> I don't
0: know, but hydration, hydration is key. So, <laughs> Man, it's Sunday. I can get drunk whenever I want.
1: <laughs> I love okay, seeing it's,
0: it's you. It's 4.30 in Egypt. So let's just say happy hour. A happy hour is beginning for me now
1: let's introduce you to the listeners i mean many of them already know you because you've been on the podcast twice but just in case they don't now it's listeners and viewers so everyone this is one of my good friends avana hi hey. avana hi hey. i don't want to butcher your last name but let me try avana okay. Harashchuk
0: almost but you say it so white you gotta say
1: <laughs> oh, okay okay let me try again Avana Harishchuk
0: Harish roll the R
1: okay oh, Avana yeah Avana Harishchuk
0: yes exactly
1: oh wow I got the stamp of approval that's a pretty big deal <laughs> mm-hmm. so uh, Avana is my good friend of at least two years now right isn't that crazy two A little bit more.
0: It's been more.
1: Well, because we worked together in 2018. Now, it's been like two and a half years. It feels like it's been like five.
0: I mean, this year alone felt as if we lived a millennium. Mm -hmm. So I think now anything after that, it's longer.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm so proud of Ivana and we've stayed close and she always has the best chats. But also, she's someone that I admire because she always Follows her heart, and I feel like I do the same, but she's very good at manifesting things and putting things out there and letting the universe bring things together, and it always seems to work out for her. So I want Ivana to share her story first on how she went from living in a tr- in Toronto to moving to Berlin, and yeah, now she's recording in-
0: live from Neukölln in Berlin, which uh, is crazy, but- yeah, what do you want to know? I guess kind of how I got here. i <laughs> just going to already pre-pour myself another. Oh
1: my gosh, I wish I was there. This is a moment that I realized I should always have a backup wine somewhere.
0: Trust me, do the German way and just think as if all stores are closed on Sunday. What are you going to do on a Sunday? Are you going to run to the train station? So the train station is the only place where grocery stores can kind of be open, um, but... Uh, come on, I'm just going to have my stockpile. I think that's the theme of 2020 is stockpile. <laughs> Make sure you have all your supplies in case a pandemic decides to, you know, destroy the entire universe. Yeah. Or w- what feels like a universe, but the entire planet Earth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> The wine is kicking in. <laughs> Cheers. Um, I, want, I would love for you to start with the journey of the last year for you, because I find 2020 okay. really interesting. I mean, I know you, so I know your story. So I feel like our listeners yeah. will appreciate it too. And just like how you got to where you're at now, because there definitely was some manifestation going on there and including a bet. So let's get to that.
0: Yeah. So... The fact that it's already been a year, it's December, that I think is clicking with all of us. You know, how the did we get here? Okay, pretty much I, for the past, I would say five years now, kept saying, I want to move to Berlin. I want to move to Berlin. I want to move to Berlin. And it was just always in the back of my mind. And, you know, be it that I had a job, be it that I had debts, be it whatever other life circumstance happened for the past five years, I just never had the opportunity to come here. And so last uh, year, 2019, I went through a lot of changes in my life and I decided I was. it was October. So this was before, you know, pre-COVID, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, no, uh, my friends and I, we we decided that it's the new BC is before COVID. And then DC is during COVID and then um, AC after COVID. So you know how we, if you look at our history, there's BC, yes. AD. So but now there's no the,
1: DC though. That's new.
0: Yep. Yeah. But obviously, cause we're living in DC right now, <laughs> not America, but during COVID. So right. Cheers. <laughs> but yeah, so last, last October, I was just hanging out with one of my friends and I I just had this feeling, this urge of, okay, 2020, probably me and the rest of the world, 2020 is going to be our year kind of same, same shit that everyone goes through every single year. But what was interesting about that is I decided that no, 2020 was going to be the year that I was going to move to Berlin, fulfill my dream. Mm-hmm. So how we did it, we pretty much placed a bet that a year from that day that we hung out in october i just put a calendar event notification in my phone in my phone and the event was called did banks end up in berlin conversation and pretty much you know put that energy out into the universe did not expect the world to completely collapse on itself the way it did and yeah pretty much this year happened you know uh January came around. I was looking into booking an appointment to get my visa and I remember reading up on all of the application forms. I also had one of my really good friends moved here in December and so I was just reaching out to him asking questions, you know, what's the process like? And March hit. And March ended up being, you know, the the, the moment that everything changed, everything mm-hmm. closed. So I, yeah, pretty much just saw that dream and said, okay, well, I guess it's not going to be this year or will let's just, let's just move it another year. <laughs> and yeah, pretty much was really, really sad because I I felt I, I had such good momentum because it was the first time that not only was I saying, I want to move to Berlin, I was actually looking into the logistics of, getting a work visa, you know, looking into how to in- integrate into Germany as an expat and yeah, then uh, I remember the dark days, April, May, June just pretty much just being on the phone with my friend and I remember talking to him uh, every so often, you know, saying, "Hey, so you know that bet? Yeah, I don't know if I can do it this year."
1: Oh, you said that. So, so you were doubting yeah. yourself a little.
0: Yeah. No, I not even a little. I was doubting myself because it was just number one, traveling was not allowed. So there was no way that I could just yeah. force myself and say, hey Germany, I'm coming because this is my dream. There's there's no way of me doing that. Then came the turning point, I would say, of this year. And pretty much, you know, summertime hits cases are going down and life looks as if it's coming back somehow you know I remember those really nice warm summer Toronto days I get a call from my friend that's living in Germany and all of us have just been slowly easing out of lockdown and I would say I got the call around June and my friend you know calls me and says hey if you're still interested to come to Germany even I don't know what your situation is but you know, just come for a few weeks or something like that, Uh, Canada is on their approved travel list. So, you know, that kind of sparked something in me and I just decided that, okay, I'm going to finish up a work contract at the end of July. So why don't I take a break? I've been working now back-to-back fire for five years and you know, why not? I had a trip that I was supposed to come to Berlin in April, but obviously that got canceled. Mm -hmm. So I had a travel credit. And so that was already, you know, because I had the travel credit because my friend called me, said it's safe to fly and safe to come here. We wouldn't have to quarantine. So I decided, you know what? Okay. But this is the thing though. This is where it's hilarious because I originally booked a three week vacation. I was going to come to Berlin for two weeks, hang out with my friends, spend some time here, maybe scope out the scene, see what's up. And then I was going to go visit one of my best friends in Paris and then go home. And then wait till 2021 to move to Berlin. And the way this happened was actually hilarious. And I think this is how, you know, this is just how sometimes life goes Uh, I finished up my work contract in July, I had everything booked already. So this was already was planned, everything was fine. And the first day that I woke up without my job and just kind of finally having that break, Uh I had an epiphany. It was one of those kind of movie moments where you wake up out of a slumber. And in my head, I had a conversation, you know, what the are you waiting for what are you doing really and yeah and so having those thoughts in my head it it, that's initially what sparked everything and so i remember i called my mom on the phone because she was in calgary at the time with my dad and i just flat out was mom should i just move to berlin right now
1: what am i waiting
0: for (laughs) what'd she say (laughs) And no, and so I was so lucky because my parents were so supportive. You know, my mom even said, this is something that you've wanted to do for so long. You're young. Go if you can do it. You know, go and we're always going to be here. We're going to support you no matter what. And obviously come in the waterworks and I'm crying. I don't Uh know if I can. Uh (laughs) Yeah, pulled pulled the ugly cry face. But it it was a lot of emotions. So, you know. Uh then yeah, I called my friend, pretty much did the same thing and I asked him, I said, you know, should I just move to Berlin now? And he said the same thing. He's like, Yeah, why not? And yeah, that's pretty much how I got here. So
1: Wow, that's, cheers that's, that's to my that.
0: Me me moving during COVID story and just kind of somehow making life work.
1: Yeah, and something that I found interesting that you've brought up like one on one with me when we were talking on the phone is how covid has sh- covid has opened a lot of people's eyes to like other things outside of what they're currently doing. Like I remember us talking about this is like people are starting businesses in covid. People are mm. moving away because they're now remote working until who knows when and they're they're moving somewhere that they've always wanted to visit and they're just yep. working remotely there. Like I have yep. I know people that have done that and they like literally because of the way the time zones work is they're working during the day and then, you know, then they get to go scuba diving or whatever in the afternoon, you know, maybe they're in uh, Bahamas or Bermuda or I can't remember exactly where they are. All I know is it looks really beautiful. (laughs) And um, I think that it's opened up a lot of people's eyes. So do you think that if COVID wouldn't have happened, would you have still been in Berlin?
0: it's It's tough because, you know, I want to say yes, but because of the past five years, I've been saying I wanted to move to Berlin. There's always that part of me that thinks that maybe something would have come up and I wouldn't have made it over here,
1: like got so in another job or something in Toronto just, or
0: just something. yeah, just yeah. something probably could have come up, yeah, but again, you know, I think what covid the benefit of it now that i look back you know and i see through all the anger and the frustration and you know drinking my face off because what else do you do during quarantine at home it uh it, it really pushed you it really pushed you to go for what you wanted to always do and again I, I really want to say yes. i'm I would have moved to Berlin had it not been for Covid, but I honestly, I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't know. For anyone who tries to come to Berlin, they'll relate in the sense of Berlin is such a great city. The bureaucracy here is a different story. you know, trying to get all of the different factors that you need to get your visa and everything. Let's just say Berlin makes or breaks you. And this is, I was told by multiple people that it's a city that you either, it's meant for you or you don't make it and you have to go. Really? Yeah. And this, I heard this from multiple people.
1: Yeah. So that means that it's meant for you?
0: I mean, I'm here. Yeah. So I should hope so. (laughs) <laughs> but yes 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 I think I think because I wanted this for so long and you know I people always ask me why Berlin why Berlin and I I think it's just because I come from Toronto which is already such a different city and you know talking to people you can probably relate as well everyone who comes to Toronto they say what's the city it's so cool there's so many different people blah blah blah, blah, blah whatever whatever um Berlin is like that but just a just a little bit different and it's its own character and for me because I'm a bit of a history nerd you know Berlin has such a rich complicated history and you can still feel the effects from you know the past hundred years as you're walking through the streets with the architecture Mm -hmm. and the different areas and every area has a different character and everything so for me, it was just, it was something different, but it was also, um, I had no culture shock coming here because obviously I've come from a place where we have everyone from every part of the world. Um, mm-hmm. And it's the same here, you know, there's so many different people, be it that there's, you know, uh, local Germans, or there's other people from, from Europe, or there's, you know, expats from all over the world. It's just kind of this melting pot of so many different people as well. But I feel my soul lived here in a past lifetime and so it's just me right now in my conscious form coming back and kind of retrieving
1: whatever wow. soul I left here. Really? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that that that's me getting very deep, but also could be because I'm on my third glass of wine.
1: <laughs> I thought we switched to water at some point, no?
0: no you do the water sip in between the glass yeah okay you know
1: (laughs) so Ivana, what was the what was the scariest moment about like the process of moving there and then what what would you say is the the scariest thing that's on your mind right now now that you're there
0: scariest for sure was not having security because pretty much I was, I was, I think my situation was a bit more fortunate because I knew I was coming to live with my best friend since we were kids. So I had a little bit of a security blanket of the first week figured out. And then I think something again was just, I was lucky because his flatmate was going on vacation for two weeks. So I subletted her room uh, for those two weeks. So pretty much when I came here, I had the first month I would say figured out. Because I had a week I was staying with my friend and then two weeks in um his roommate's room. And so yeah, had the first month kind of figured out somehow. But you know, I think when, when you were looking for a place, you can definitely relate if you don't have mm-hmm. that security blanket of, you know, where am I living? Yeah. And kind of where where am I, I think, yeah, where are you gonna live, where are you gonna have your place you call home in especially in a new place I think that was the scariest part and again anyone who's moved to Berlin they know how difficult it is to find a place here so imagine trying to find a place but also you don't know the language yeah so I would spend I would say weeks in in the beginning just being on different living uh, websites that they had here to find shared flats or on Facebook and also on top of that you have to kind of try and find legitimate places because there's a lot of scammers out there yeah and I it, remember you telling me class- about that the classic scam is you know oh I had to leave Berlin suddenly and I'm in a different country and I have the keys to my house but if you pay me the deposit you can live at my flat in Kreuzberg or whatever they're like oh. the nice areas here yeah it was it was just I'm going to drink because I don't want to think about finding a place again.
1: And then what about now? What's on your mind right now? What's stressing you out?
0: What's definitely stressing me out is...
1: If you feel comfortable sharing.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think like anyone, because the second wave is hitting, uh, there's going to be a lot more isolation happening again. Um, Germany is going into a Hard lockdown on Wednesday. They should have gone hard from the beginning. We've been soft, really? and we know that that does not work in any circumstance ever. Always so what's go that hard. mean? A
1: hard lockdown? Like what are <laughs> they gonna do? Oh wait, what did did you just make a dirty joke? I feel like I missed it.
0: I said that. On Wednesday, Germany is going into a hard lockdown. And I said that we should have gone into that from the get-go because we all know that a soft anything does not work. So always team go hard. But you didn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Cheers.
0: Yeah. I mean, can 2020 just not be a thing anymore I'm
1: we're, we're getting close to 2020 ending and going into 2021 so I'm hopeful yeah, it's
0: the same it's gonna be the same come well, on well
1: I mean hopefully for not <laughs> too long but I remember going into 2020 being like a lot of people this is gonna be such a good year 2020 is my year like all these things and you know there there have been some good things that have happened 2020 actually sure. I was
0: gonna say I'm I'm surprised I'm surprised because I've, I've obviously been going in the shops to kind of see what kind of gifts and things I can start buying. And I'm, I'm, I'm really, uh, well, actually, I don't know if I told you, but I started learning German. So it's, that's been kind of the highlight of my life for the past two weeks is that I actually signed up for an in-person class. It's really safe. There's, um, you know, a small group of us of about six people. So we're all kind of socially distanced. We're wearing masks But, you know, I figured right now while I'm here and kind of trying to fit in, I guess, um, might as well start learning German. Um, But it's been kind of the highlight because it's the first time I would say in months that I've been having a routine, but also being able to leave my house and go to a a classroom and learn.
1: So how are the men in Europe? Because I feel like maybe I'm missing out on some european men out there i think my my future husband could be out in europe uh there you're finishing up the wine now i can see that
0: yep the bottle is done
1: it's done just as we get on my favorite topic one of my favorite topics
0: i know it's your favorite topic (laughs) (laughs) oh ryan (laughs) I feel as if you just need to come here and I have I have a space ready for you and definitely actually if you think about it because we're all going into isolation again everyone's hibernating and then you know one day next year it's going to be a nice sunny day and hopefully there's going to be some type of normality or something you just buy a ticket I have a spot ready for you to come here and we're just going to walk through the parks, go through Temple Huffelfeld or Hasenheide, maybe go to Maui Park, and we can just sit and enjoy and just observe.
1: <laughs> Dude, I'm going to do it, but I like how you talk about how people are going to hibernate and it seems like you're implying that once people have hibernated for a while, they may be a little bit desperate and then I have a chance. <laughs> Thanks Ivana. <laughs> thank you oh yeah everyone's I gonna mean, be in hibernation they're gonna be you know a little bit either feeling it they need to get some uh release and that's when ryan should ryan. fly in and walk through <laughs> <Release>. the park
0: <laughs> your choice of words is, is uncanny but uh. um no i mean europeans in general are beautiful but again what i love about this city in berlin is that it's not just you know one type of mold or one type of of human there's so yeah. many different people here there's so many different characters i would say you know berlin is comparable in the sense of how multicultural it is to toronto but i can't compare it to toronto because it's two different cities it's two completely different cities we have a lot of similarities. Another similarity is the food culture, which I actually was very surprised because, yeah. you know, a lot of people, when they hear about Toronto, they, he- they know about Toronto, aside from Drake and aside from the weekend, let's just move the music guys aside. Um, they know us for our food and they know us, you know, we have a huge foodie game out there. Yeah. And so one thing that was really nice to kind of, start learning and exploring here in Berlin is Berlin is a foodie place Berlin is so filled with so many different types of cuisines and different types of really good places that you can go to
1: is it easy to meet people because I know like me being in Ottawa okay, you know, I've met I've met some people but like you know people, my, my work are like a little bit older, not a a ton older, but like enough that like they have maybe families and kids or Mm. whatever. So it's a bit of a different stage in their life. And then I met, luckily I met someone that was moving in the same day I did, who was a little bit younger than me, but someone around my age, like still like, I think he's like 24. And Mm. so like I have him as a friend, but other than that, it it can be kind of difficult day to like, meet people and maybe that's why you like the language class because oh, you can meet you're, people But you're,
0: you're sorry you're so canadian i haven't heard a. someone say a in <laughs> so long actually that's a great question because that was something that worried me because you know me i'm always i'm heavily into research i mean being a designer going into ux design i'm constantly always researching researching so for me not gonna lie when i came here i knew it was a big risky thing because you know i knew a few people in the city and luckily i was connected with some friends who gave me their friends contacts that were here so it helps but at the same time yeah you know how do you meet people Mm -hmm. during a pandemic i think this is kind of more so where we're at right now yeah and you know not gonna lie I had a feeling that things weren't going to go so well. So, you know, I I knew that my friend that was here, um, he was going to be traveling for work. And so I had to also kind of cement myself here, find my group of friends and kind of go through that experience as well, because we all know that, you know, it's one thing, it's nice being alone, but at the same time, it's nice to still have a group of people you can hang out with, drink some wine with, play board games with. Yeah. So pretty much, um you know the whole culture of going to a bar meeting someone or going to an event and kind of bumping into someone or anything that is no longer the case because we don't have events bars Mm -hmm. are closed you know we we don't have places i mean it's we're very much in a very technological era right and so yeah i just i just did some research and so what i did was you know again fortunate that I had some people here great but then at the same time I also was just like okay let me see who else I can meet out here because I'm new I want to see if anyone else is in the same situation as me and I feel like I really lucked out actually because I joined a few Facebook groups um, you know Berlin creatives or um, kind of more female groups that were more geared towards female creatives in the city and everything like that and I did the kind of Really cringy. This is so cringy to me, but I had to do it. I'm new in this city. Does anyone want to get coffee and Aww. blah 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 blah? Yeah, I totally reply? did. No shame. Yes, if, people replied. Yeah, and yeah, I actually um, hung out with um, some of the people that I met. And what's great is because I I met some really amazing people on there, and you know, this was back in September now. So we're in December. So luckily, you know, met them in September when things were still kind of open, kind of normal. Um, and luckily when I was in Berlin, there, was, there were events still happening. So, you know, I just ended up having my little girl gang that just kind of came out of nowhere. Because it's one nice. of those things where, you know, you meet one person, and then I have this um, amazing friend that I met and she connected me to other people. And then it was just like one of those things where we just all kind of got beers one night. And then after that, we just yeah kind of formed this new group and we were going to events together. But then also what was great about that is that, you know, we're slowly creating this new bubble. And when the lockdown hit as well, it was great because I was like, okay, I'm going to go see my friend that I've known since childhood, but then I'm also going to be able to see my new friends that I've met. And
1: now, as far as the job hunt goes, I know you're currently looking for a job. And I think that there's a lot of people out there that are also Mm. looking for a job. Like I know people that got laid off and they still haven't found a job or their internship ended right before the pandemic. And then they went on the job hunt and then the pandemic happened and now they still don't have a job. So they've gone, I think over a year without a job. So what advice do you have for them that, you know, maybe they're struggling, maybe they're stressed out, maybe they don't know what's going to happen and they're starting to really be hard on themselves.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can totally relate because uh, since I came here, I've been looking for a job, and yeah, it's it's just been one of those things where you have good days, you have bad days. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, just this week, I think I hit my lowest point where I had already submitted over a hundred applications. Wow! I had already had thirteen interviews. And I still haven't gotten anything. So wow. still hoping, still pushing, still, still, you know, still going. And I think that's the main thing that I would tell someone right now is just you got to keep going. Something is yeah. bound to to click. Something is bound to hit. And, you know it's okay to break down and cry to your mom or dad or whoever you need to break down to. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I certainly did that and it really helps just kind of letting out all those emotions. Yeah. But I would just say it's patience. It's patience. You know, like I've I've hit, I've, I've hit my rock bottom, but I'm still going to keep going. I'm going to still see what's happening. But
1: it's interesting that you say that is exactly. Patience is key and it's hard in the moment. But I think the other thing is, We've got to make sure not to blame ourselves. And I think I had to keep reminding myself of that when I was being interviewed for jobs. Like I applied to like in the span of, was it three, three or four months? I think like around 40 jobs. And this was, this was at a time where there weren't a ton of, this was like, you know, March, April, May, June, when like there weren't a ton of jobs out there and I only got four interviews. And of that, I only got one, like I got the one job. So it's one of those things where I had to keep reminding myself and my friends who are also being interviewed at the same time that a lot of this, it it has nothing to do with us. Like it has to do with the pandemic. There's so many people applying. And for a while I had LinkedIn premium. Mm. Uh, My friend was nice enough to gift it to me. She works at LinkedIn and she saw me post on LinkedIn about losing my job and she said hey i hope mm. this helps and she gave me like i think That's 6 nice. months of linkedin premium and that really helped because i could see the stats of who was applying and mm. literally ivana sometimes it was like the majority of people that were applying to like more junior level positions were senior level candidates because everyone and you know you, you can keep this in Yeah mind but too. you know what
0: kills you know what kills me about that is that i have interviewed for some junior level roles you're overqualified and so I know. there's, there's the other, uh, there's the other downside of, you know, having all this experience yeah. and everything, because it's like, okay, you can't go for the junior role because you're overqualified. Yeah. This has happened to me. This has yeah. totally, totally happened to me.
1: And it, and it feels so crappy. I've had that too, where someone literally on the phone was like, you know, we feel like you're a bit too overqualified for the role. And it's like, in my mind, I'm like, isn't that an asset? like you know isn't that an asset to the team but that's how they you think would
0: think so yeah i would think so but no actually i've never resonated more in a meme in my entire life so there's this one meme that i found yeah and it goes you know company semicolon Oh, we're looking for a new hire for our company. You know, we're super excited. Whatever, me and it's an asterisk applies, and then it's the company again. Semicolon. Oh, but not you though. Have I never related more to a meme ever in my life than that meme?
1: The but not you though.
0: Yeah, but not you though. I look like a demon right now, so I'm just gonna add some more lights. So just bear with me. I don't think
1: you look like a demon oh yeah,
0: is this a bit better now
1: uh, literally we're in bed with thanks right now
0: in bed with thanks no just because the sun just went down and what time is it yeah it's four eighteen. and the sun right now i see only lights in people's rooms and it's dark dark Yeah, and it's four, actually, funny thing, one minute till 4.20. So for all the stoners out there, blaze it.
1: Well, when this airs, who knows when they'll be listening to it, but there you go. Um, But yeah, for a while, employees had the power because there were more openings and they had tons of choice. And there were stories of people literally getting an interview and not showing up to the interview. Can you imagine in the pandemic if that that happens? Probably not. Probably not. It doesn't happen very often because now oh, the no. employers have the power. Because I'm
0: I'm I'm fifteen ten minutes already on my Zoom call on my Google Meet yeah. ready to go ready to interview. Just
1: you'll get something. They'll get something soon enough. And like, the thing is, is that I don't think that, I mean, who knows, but I don't think they're going to hire someone before Christmas, like maybe, but I have a feeling that like your thing's going to come in January.
0: So you would be surprised, but last contract that I worked for, I got hired before Christmas.
1: Really? Wait, so did you, but you didn't start before Christmas, right?
0: I start, I started before Christmas.
1: Really? Wow. Okay, yep. I'm putting out yep. good vibes then. Okay, so it may happen. Yep. Yep, it may happen.
0: No, yeah. I finished my wine. I'm really sad. No, I'm onto water.
1: <laughs> Maybe for the best. <laughs>
0: team, team team water, I guess.
1: But no, it's it's all going to work out for you. It always does. I mean, look at your journey so far in 2020, right? Like, I think, like, just... I think, I think, and I need to remind myself of this too, is I think we've got to be grateful for our growth in 2020 because we both grew. Actually,
0: this just reminds me another thing that I cannot stress enough for anyone is have your diary or life journal or whatever. Let's talk about this.
1: Do you do this every day?
0: No, I do this when I feel like it. So the last time I wrote in my journal, let's see, let's see. Ah, okay. Uh, November 25th. So this was actually a really interesting day because November 25th was exactly three months since I arrived. Um, you know, I got my visa the day before, so I talked about how, you know, I finally made it to Berlin, got my visa, whatever. Nice. Um, yeah, pretty much just was kind of talking about all of the different things that happened. Um, but actually, I can even read you a part of it. Sure. Um, so I'm just talking about life, what's happening current day, just because I... I this is also something that i love about journaling is that when you look back at these different things it's going to be so crazy to read back about all the lockdowns and all these different things Mm -hmm. so pretty much you know kind of doing all that um overall i'm finally adulting is this adulthood yes and doing things that i have always dreamed of just goes to show that you need to set up goals in life so you can pursue them nothing or no one should tell you anything otherwise um, I hope the next year of living in Berlin cements me here for the long haul. And the ultimate goal is, you know, starting this long journey ahead, taking every day as a stepping stone and cheers to the Berlin story. You know, that's kind of what my last entry was, but it it, it, it helps. Yeah. It kind of helps just having some kind of accountability for you, you know, having, having something. And I find writing is very therapeutic something that I do on the side that not a lot of people know, but I'm obviously announcing it now. So I'm kind of outing myself is I do poetry. I love, I, so. Really? I do. Yeah, I do poetry. I did not know know that, dude.
1: I would love for you to teach me because I've been, no, like I really want to write poetry. Like I love writing. Yeah, because I love writing and I love creative writing. And I feel like it really is therapeutic, and I just don't know yeah. where to start with poetry. You know, it's like the rhyming scheme—like how often should I be rhyming? Because no. some poetry no, no, doesn't no. rhyme, right? So
0: you you don't need you don't need to always rhyme. Like, okay, let me see if I can find you a poem that I wrote. I love this. That. that um, yeah. So I so two things that I do is I'll I'll journal and then I'll also do poetry. Actually, this is crazy. Not a lot of people know that I write poems, but this isn't. I do a, this write is a, Is
1: this adulthood exclusive right now?
0: Yeah, this is actually not going to lie. You got the exclusive <laughs> breaking news. <laughs> I write to kind of have it as a form of therapy to kind yeah. of just let go and. Okay. Let's see. okay i'll read you it's called the stagnant wind turbine okay are you ready i can't believe i'm reading my poem i'm
1: excited i'm excited thank you okay
0: so this was written what looks as if let me just double check yeah um this looks like it was written maybe in 2017 2018 Okay. So it's an old one, but it's a good one. But this is an example of how you can how you can do poetry and not rhyme. So warm rays cook the skin for the first time. Steps increased, life coming back and forth. Observing the radius, slight patterns come towards your gaze. Reality, more so a dream, dreams floating, eventually disappearing. Left with a polluted area, surrounded by stillness, pushed by natural rifts. Trying to make sense of it all, blades rotating, processed motors, disattached. Empty horizon relates to the freedom each being and beating strive for. What has changed has all spiraled into a wind turbine spinning for a while.
1: Wow, that was so good. Oh, snap. Dude, that was so good. Yeah. Oh, and the way you read it too was just like so emotional. Like emotional, yeah. like connect sorry, it was it was connected to the emotion of the poem. Yeah. I love that. You know what? I'm gonna try to find. I have a little journal. And in 20, in 2014, when I was like in love with this guy who didn't love me Ooh, back, I wrote I mean, something
0: so actually the last time i wrote a poem was sunday december 22nd so i think it's time to write another poem
1: yeah i'm gonna
0: read you so this this is a very this is a very special poem to me um i wrote it for someone and it was a lot of emotions when i wrote this poem and i just remember i I needed to get words out. Why I love poetry, just so before I say this, and kind of I'm gonna just ramble a bit. I think poems, no matter what the context is, no matter who the person is, if you write a good poem, someone relates to it, they have their own triggered memory or everything, and I think that's yeah. why I love poetry is that when you write a poem, um even though this is directed for someone, it can have anyone relate to it, right? So. Without further ado. I like that.
1: Even though it's directed to someone, it could relate to other people. It's like a song. It's like when when artists make songs, right?
0: Yeah. So um I called this the three-week habit. So months. Slowly learning, organized in lists. Short-lived moments racing after one another. Energy bursting with every action. An opposite reaction mind clouded with thoughts temporarily progressing in two different directions one way another way it was only a matter of time trying to create that energy within something sought out for just wasn't enough dreaming of that something mind dazed at the fact where do we go from here when starting fresh slicing into a new beginning Painfully harder in reality than spoken aloud. Silence turning you deaf. Unexpected, mind racing. Take a moment to relax. Let them be. Healing can only take time. Sit straight. Eventually. Missing you. Okay, I think that's enough. I think think that's enough.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. The end. Missing you. Yeah. Oh, I want to write a poem now.
0: Let's do it. Let's write poems. Let's...
1: Dude, I would love that. When I come visit you, we should go to a park and just write. I would love to release yeah. a poetry book someday.
0: Okay, I'm, looking uh, for,
1: I'm looking for my poetry.
0: Poem. Poetry for me is very deep and emotional. And mm-hmm. it's always been kind of my free therapist so you can say so
1: wow it's true well i mean hey like you know it'd be nice for everyone to have a therapist but not everyone has the resources so in a way like writing can be that even if you even if you don't consider yourself a good writer because i mean you're a good writer but there's people out there that maybe are like oh well i don't think i'm very good at it but it's like this could just be for you you don't have to ever share with anyone if you don't want to
0: i'm not kidding you though i don't consider myself a good writer I I write poetry but that's always been for myself and you know I'll journal so it's keeping up with my grammar and all that but I don't consider myself a good writer.
1: Well I it's thought the poetry just, was great. You did a great job Ivana. So I think I'm there's, there's
0: amazing writers out there who like that's their job and everything so I think everyone just has their little niche just kind of find something and go with the flow. This okay. was about
1: a guy that I was in love with that didn't necessarily love me back and he was in the closet at the time. So he wasn't okay. out. Okay. So it's called Your Clipped Wings.
0: Okay. And I say- I well, love, I love a good title because the title yes. just kind of sets the tone and then you have no idea where you're going with it, but then it just kind of works.
1: Yeah, and I'm proud of this one. And I say at the top of the post, it's just like a personal post. I don't think it's actually- online anywhere but i shared it with this guy like i think maybe like oh. a while after yeah maybe years after or whatever i wrote this post in march 2014 about how i was feeling at the wow. time
0: Wow, throwback throwback mm-hmm.
1: six years ago almost seven wow how i was feeling at the time maybe it will come across as hashtag mushy but i thought i should share some of the inner workings of my mind during that time You led me on in a huge way, but it wasn't totally intentional. You're restricted in a cage within a toxic environment. Outside the cage is an audience. They watch your every move and expect you to perform for them in a way that isn't really you. Then you met me. When you first met me, you left your cage every day for a couple of hours and felt free. You could finally be yourself, spread your wings and fly without others' expectations of you confining you. I began to think that we could fly together. I expressed how grateful I was to have you in my life. You had any evidence of our encounters and then told me that our thing would have to end. You said it was because I was going to get hurt. In retrospect, maybe you're psychic. Maybe in the moment I agreed that being just friends may be the best for us. I took it a step further to suggest that perhaps we could have a rendezvous outside of your cage. My mistake. A few days later, you managed to escape and take a walk in paradise with me even in paradise it sometimes storms the guilt about slipping away to paradise was too much for you and you ran although there were others who may be more aesthetically attractive <laughs> when i showed him this when i showed him this pose that was the thing that stood out he's like so you're calling me ugly <laughs> Anyways, although there are others who may be more aesthetically attractive, he was cute, but whatever. I fell for your He personality. was cute,
0: Qu- quote unquote, he was cute, but <laughs> I didn't there were other there. people aesthetically more
1: attractive. I know, I know. I didn't, I didn't put that part in there, but I said <laughs> I said although there are others who may be more aesthetically attractive, I fell for your personality. There's a part of me that felt like we're meant for each other. I may be totally wrong, but I get it. I showed my feelings too quickly and you're at a stage in your life where we can't be together unless it's beneath a blanket of secrecy. Your wings are clipped by your acceptance of society's expectations of how someone like you is expected to act. Society time and time again has adapted and your inner circle would adapt to you being your true self. So it's more of a story than a poem. I'm reading it now, and I'm like, it's more of a story. I could now that I see this, it has a lot of potential. But I would, I, you
0: know, you know what really resonated with me on that, and this is how I know that you still have some work to do is that you went into it too quickly. And this is this is something. How many times have I called you out on that? That you're you're going too quick on something.
1: With a, you mean I went into with this guy too quickly. You you
0: you wrote a line that I know I went into too quickly yeah so
1: yeah Ryan, so you've been 2014
0: how many and... how many times did i have to tell you take it wait what do i always say that you always say i say
1: um, um just
0: chill man just yeah chill, chill
1: man yeah <laughs> that what i just read you with the clipped wings i could shorten that and make it really impactful it's more of yeah, a story. Yeah, I think
0: that's, 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 the, that's the goal with poetry is that you're trying to convey an emotion, a story, whatever you're trying to convey yeah. in as few words as possible, but have that impact, you know? So, I mean, I'm not a, a poet per se. This is just how I write poems and everything like that. So I think everyone has their own style. So I'm not here to you know no be the, the poetry police
1: no but i like that because i can learn from you and i feel like exactly that seems more like a short story but i think if i trimmed it down it could turn into a poem so thank you for the inspiration and thanks for chatting with me today i think we should definitely I was try say, to do this what, again what sometime. we've probably been chatting it? it's we're going to trim it down but we've probably been chatting for almost two hours so <laughs> i appreciate it i yeah i appreciate you and I can't wait to see what's next for you. And thank you for joining. And uh, also thanks for always believing in me. And I believe in you and can't wait uh, to see what's next. And no, yeah, if you you wanna... know,
0: thank you. Thank you for having me on the show again. I feel so fortunate because, you know, thinking back to it when I'm so happy that we did that one episode with Katie, I think that was thinking back to it, you know, such a great experience. And now that we're living in COVID. It's one of those things of, okay, you know, we're, we're doing things that we wanted to do. And, you know, life has changed a lot since then. And when when did we, when did we record that? I forget.
1: That would have been like 2019. I think it must have been like March or April, 2019. So a year before the pandemic hit.
0: Yep. Yep. Which is, no, no, it was not. March no, 2019 it was no, no, it wasn't. Was it was al- more
1: summer. It was like June twenty nineteen yeah. or something.
0: I was gonna say no, May no, it was June. later because I was already blonde. I was already blonde, and I didn't become blonde until October. Really? It
1: was even okay. Later. Yeah. 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 If you Intr-
0: haven't noticed. Okay. You, you and noticed, I though did a podcast before then.
1: I love, I love the blonde. Yeah. You and I did a podcast in your backyard though okay, then we when did. you were still brunette. We
0: did. That would have my been in the career. summer of twenty
1: nineteen, I think.
0: Yeah, that was at my house. I remember that. But then we yeah, did yeah. another one. Whoa, so is this my third time? It's your third Whoa. time, yeah.
1: Wow. That's the most yeah. of any guest, I think.
0: Damn. Other than Taylor. Well, thanks for having me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you. Thanks for
0: having me. And I but, love you yeah. lots.
1: And thank I, you for sharing say, your poetry too.
0: Oh, I mean that was that was so unexpected, but I, I love that little session. But Yeah, I would just say to anyone who ever listens to these podcasts and everything, you know, my my advice is put that damn idea out into the universe and fucking go for it. Don't let anything stop you. I mean, a few months ago, if you asked me, hey, do you think you're going to move to Berlin this year? I probably would have been doubtful. I've been like, yo, I don't know. But I'm here now. We just recorded this episode. I'm in my room, kind of just enjoying life in in Berlin. So anything can that. happen. And don't let a pandemic stop you. And also just fucking write poetry because poetry is pretty awesome.
1: I love that. And if but people want to reach you, out Ryan. to you, I love you too. If people want to reach out to you, where can they reach you?
0: Oh, man, I'm going again remember how i struggled so hard last time ah,
1: <laughs> let's see i think i think you can do it third time's a charm
0: okay so if, if you want to reach out to me uh, my instagram is at thanks v-a-n-k-s creative c-r-e-a-t-i-v-e
1: yeah nice and if you want to follow the podcast if you're not already it's at is this adulthood on instagram and at ita underscore podcast on twitter and my instagram is at ryan jerky r-y-a-n-d-u-r-g-y hashtag, hashtag shameless plug
0: hashtag 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 <laughs>
1: ryan single dm me. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right love you boo da, 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 da,
0: da, da, da. Yeah. Mm-hmm.